Hello friends, Denny Pruto here with another lesson on an approach to sermon preparation. In this lesson I'm beginning to talk about the idea of prayerfully determining your sermon point. And if you're going to have one point in your sermon, you need to be convinced that every sermon should indeed have one main point. And so in the first part of this uh, section of prayerfully determining uh, the point of your sermon, I want to impress upon you the need to have one main point. I remember uh, years ago when I began teaching at Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary, the president of the, of the seminary wanted me to uh, participate in a pre-synod conference for the Reformed Presbyterian Church. The conference was held at the seminary, and uh, I was uh, to be one of uh, the main presenters. And so I uh, worked up my little program, and I called uh, my session, So Pastor, What's Your Point? And, of course, this is the uh, name of the book that uh, was later published, uh, my homiletics text, So Pastor, What's Your Point? In one of the lectures, uh, I made the point that every sermon should have one main point. Immediately after uh, I uh, completed my lecture, uh, the fellow who spoke after me, a very well-respected uh, uh, minister in the denomination, uh, one to whom uh, many uh, looked up to as a, a mentor and uh, one who had been very successful in ministry, uh, began his lecture by saying, well, uh, I don't believe that uh, a sermon does need one main point. You can imagine uh, my heart sank, and uh, that statement virtually destroyed uh, my whole uh, presentation, uh, which I had just made, and the uh, whole series of presentations I was going to make in uh, this particular seminar. Uh, that a sermon does not need one main point is very popular uh, in uh, uh, pastoral circles these days. And it's very popular because of the prominence of uh, the so-called three-point sermon. Uh, not the one-point sermon, but the three-point sermon. But I begin uh, the task of sermon preparation a little bit differently. Uh, those of you who have been following uh, this little series understand that this is the case. And I believe, and I, I think it can be well substantiated, that every text has one main point. Uh, here's a quote from uh, my homiletics text uh, under the topic of the one-point sermon. As Milton Terry defines uh, this in his Biblical Hermeneutics, quote, a fundamental principle in grammatical historical exposition is that words and sentences can have but one signification in one and the same connection. The moment we neglect this principle, we drift out upon a sea of uncertainty and conjecture. In other words, every text has one main point. Oh yes, there may be subpoints, but every text has one main point. And to develop that one main point in a text is the objective of an expositional sermon. And so it follows that every sermon should have one main point. 
Uh, in my text, So Pastor, What's Your Point?, I quote from several uh, Bible teachers and teachers of homiletics and preaching. And uh, I want to give you a couple of quotes from uh, uh, these uh, prominent uh, preachers, uh, these well-known preachers. Uh, the first one is uh, J. Adams. Uh, J. Adams gives this little illustration. He says uh, that when your wife uh, awakens you in the middle of the night, say at 4 o'clock in the morning, and asks you, uh, Honey, uh, what's the uh, point of your sermon uh, this morning? You should be able to rattle it off. Uh, he says this, What is the purpose of this morning's message? That's the question. You ought to be able to rattle it off in one crisp sentence, roll over and go to sleep again, all without missing a single stroke in your snoring. In other words, you have worked on the one main point of your sermon, it's embedded in your heart, and you know that that's the point you want to get across to the congregation. Every sermon ought to have one main point. Brian Chapel, who uh, taught at Covenant Seminary, uh, says this, How many things has a sermon about? One, sermons of any significant length contain many theological concepts, illustrative material, and corroborative facts. These many components, however, should not imply that a sermon is about many things. Each feature of a well-wrought message reflects, refines, and or develops one major idea. Every sermon should have one main point. Uh, R.L. Dabney says this uh, in his uh, book on uh, preaching. Unity is necessary to every work of art. To oration, the drama, the poem, the painting, the architectural structure, the statue. There is no canon of rhetoric more universally admitted than this, which demands unity in discourse. The speaker must first have one main subject to the discourse, to which he adheres with supreme reference throughout. One main point in a sermon. He must second propose to himself one definite impression on the hearer's soul to the making of which everything in the sermon is bent. The sermon must have one main point, and the main point of the sermon must drive toward one application, one impression that the preacher desires to make upon the soul of each member of the congregation. Every sermon should have one main point. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, Nothing is more important that we should be sure we have got the main thrust of the text and let it come out. I cannot overemphasize the importance of our arriving at the main thrust, the main message of our text. Let it lead you. Let it teach you. Listen to it, then question it as to its meaning, and let that be the burden of your sermon. In other words, the main point of the text, and you must understand that every text has one main point, you must let the main point of the text come out and let the main point of the text be the burden of your sermon. And I'll 
explain in the next session how we must apply the point of the text to have a sermon point. And again, each sermon must have one main point. John MacArthur, coming from an entirely different uh, tradition, biblical tradition. MacArthur says, I ask myself, what is the primary message of the passage? What is the central truth? What is the main expositional idea? Once I have found it, I write it out in a complete sentence because it is crucial that the main idea of the passage be clear in my own mind. Subsequent development of the text hinges upon it. This becomes the target I aim for in the exposition. In other words, the main point of the text is utilized to formulate the main point of the sermon, and this main point of the sermon is the aim of the exposition. A sermon is not like firing buckshot. A sermon is like a bullet that hits a bullseye in a target. It is an arrow that pierces the heart. W.G.T. Shedd, he, that is, the minister, the preacher, must aim to pervade it, the sermon, with what, with what, with but one leading idea, to embody in it but one doctrine, to make it teach but one lesson. The importance of this maxim uh, may best be seen by considering the fact that the ser that sermons are more defective in unity of structure and a constant progress toward a single end than in any other respect. A sermon should have one point and progress toward one single end. This is the idea in preaching. John R. W. Stott he says this, Every text has a main theme. And the sermon, therefore, should take, should look for each text's dominant thought, namely the one chief way in which a sermon differs from a lecture is that it aims to convey only one major message. In other words, the sermon takes the main thought of a text and translates that into a point for the sermon, and then that point for the sermon becomes the arrow to be embedded in the heart of each individual in the congregation. And so I maintain, friends, every sermon must have one main point. Next time, I'm going to talk about prayerfully determining the sermon point and the fact that the main point of the text must be applied to individuals within the congregation. Thanks for listening.